It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. And good evening, everybody. It is Monday night. It is 8 o'clock. It is time for episode 262 of the Ron and Brian podcast broadcasting uh, today, Juneteenth, as we took off Sunday for Father's Day. Brian. How are you this evening, sir? I'm doing great, Ron. It is Monday night. It's 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 a rare Monday night where we yeah. are doing this podcast. I think the last time we did this podcast mm. um, on a Monday, if I'm not correct, it was um, 1985 when um, we decided to take a pause on our Sunday recording to properly honor um, the greatest president of all time, Ronald Reagan, That's right. who had just um, uh, been reelected. So um, we waited to do, to do the show on Monday because Sunday was national holiday um, as we all shined in his glory. Um, all, uh, uh, all hail Ronald Reagan and his memory. Very nice. Very nice. Ron. Right. Yes. I never get to ask. Yes. How are you doing? I, I'm doing well, Brian. I had a had an active weekend, busy, um, but uh, had a nice, uh, relaxing work day today, and ready to do this podcast. If you're ready, I'm ready. But I, more importantly, you said you had a relaxing day. Um, today is Juneteenth. I was wondering mm-hmm. if you could take a moment to let me know how you honored um, this great national holiday, uh, respectfully and personally. How did you do it, Brian? Um, explaining to people why this is a holiday. Mm. Um, uh, I'm not saying that uh, the the type of people that I spent uh, time with today um, in various forms of communication were uh, not necessarily on the Juneteenth train, sure. but I did find myself quite often having to explain its significance as well as why this is uh, a good thing for America. Right. Uh, not a lot of people are uh, in tune with Juneteenth. So thank you for spreading the word, Brian. Appreciate it. Listen, it's what we do here. We lift and support. That's right. And we drink. Like right now, it's drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Trancher. Drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of Brian, the week. Brian, what are you drinking this week? What am I drinking? Oh my goodness, Ron, you are looking right here at a can of Montauk Brewing Company's Easy Riser, which is a Belgian white ale. You may say, can you um, describe Easy Riser in a few words, Brian? I'd yes, love to I hear can. It. Easy Riser is Montauk Brewing Company's take on a belgium style wheat ale it's mellow and easygoing like a gentle rising wave as it approaches the shore this brew is the perfect expression of the montauk vibe embodying the pure and relaxed enjoyment of the no frills good life brewed with coriander and orange peel easy riser is incredibly smooth and as the name suggests Incredibly easy to love. Coming in at a 5.0 ABV, I expect crushableness. I expect refreshingness. I expect two words that don't end in any SS. I'm going to take a sip, Ron. 
watch me enjoy this beer. Let's uh, let's see how it goes down. It looks uh, very light, very refreshing. How Ooh, is it? I, I'm getting the citrus of the orange peel. Ooh. I'm not getting the coriander, mostly because I do not know what coriander tastes like. That'll do um, so uh, that's going to be my beer. Uh, what do I rank it, Ron? I rank it three and a half suds out of five. Would you say it's a good drinking beer for Hot Podcaster Summer? Hot Podcaster Summer. It is, and I plan on having three of these today. All right. So nice. that's my beer. Ron. Nice. Yes. Ron. Yes, my friend. Ron. Yes. What are you drinking? Uh, I think, I'm not sure. I may have had this one before. This is from our good friends at Tavor. It's a collab between Urban South Brewery and Brewmate. It is their watermelon sour patch, fruited sour. It is watermelon, watermelon sour gummies, and vanilla ice cream. This is clocking in at a, uh, a stout 6% ABV. Got a uh, nice uh, fruity little finish right there. So let's take a sip. I like it. It looks it looks healthy. It looks like a healthy beer. It's good. To definitely getting the watermelon, getting the sour, a little bit of creaminess there from the vanilla ice cream. Better than the lactose. I know you're not a fan of the lactose, Brian. I hate the lactose. I mm. hate the lactose. Take another sip. Walk me through it. Uh, I believe I just did. It's uh, fruity, sour, and creamy. I was expecting a little bit more verbose of an answer. We've got such a packed show here today, Brian, that uh, okay. I did not want to spend too much time on Drink of the Week. Uh, in the meantime, it's time for Beef of the Week. Ron and Brian's Beef of the Week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? The New York Yankees. Oh, as we both wear our Yankees caps this evening. It's because we represent. We care. We absolutely care. Um, why are they bothering me? First, um, they lost to Boston. Mm. Uh, the Red Sox, you know, um, it's not the same rivalry that it used to be. Right. But I, 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 I still cannot um, uh, accept the uh, embarrassing uh, was it? It was a sweep. We lost all three games, correct? I believe so. And and we, did Red Sox come in with like one of the worst records in all of baseball? I don't think they're that bad. I believe yeah. they're they're still a pretty decent team. They're in last in place mind, in the division, are. but in yeah. yeah. Mind, um. Uh. So um. We got we got swept by the Red Sox, which is just utterly embarrassing. But more so, um, is the fact that um, uh, as as friends of the show know, I had tickets to ascend, uh, attend. Ascend. Ooh, that was a Freudian slip as I enter the heavens. Um, I did have tickets to attend the June 7th um, event starting the Yankees against the Chicago White Sox of the American League. Um, as everybody understands, um, that game was uh, uh, rescheduled um, as the uh, weather conditions due to the smoky haze coming down from Canada um, made it just unsafe for uh, people to be outdoors for long periods of time. I believe I read that being outside during on that day was the equivalent of having eight cigarettes in an hour. Something like that. Something like that. Anywho, to make a long story short, um, uh, my rain checks uh, just totally disappeared in the Yankees app. Well, and that's I'm not cool to, either. 
I am trying to get an understanding on um, what happens to those tickets. Right. And I am not. I have not gotten a straight answer. I've gotten the. Um, yep. Those tickets. Uh, uh, the uh, the um, the annual season ticket holder that is um, that owns those tickets, they will receive a refund. I've heard. Oh yeah. Well, you know. Just use it for the game when they, when it gets rescheduled. This game was rescheduled for the following day as part of a doubleheader, and there was no um, honoring of those seats. Um, so uh, I'm uh, uh, I, I'm I'm stuck in this New York Yankees bureaucracy. Never would have existed if George Steinbrenner was still around. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to find out what happens to my tickets for that. All right. Day. Well, I hope it works out for you, my friend. Thank you. But you seem perturbed right now. You seem annoyed. You seem angry ron yes what's bothering you so my my problem brian is with continuing supply chain issues i don't know if it's COVID related don't know if it's inflation don't know if it's staffing or what it is uh but i've been attempting to bring some new podcast merch to the table it's the turnaround times seem to be ridiculously long um, so that has been very upsetting. I apologize to all of our frequent visitors of our web store. But sure. at the very least, I can announce that one new piece of merchandise um, has arrived. Um, it is the straining Brian sticker. Um, is he pooping? Is he passing a kidney stone? Um, is he getting pegged? You know, I think half the fun of these stickers is the fact that um, you don't know. You have no idea what might be going on. So uh, these will be going up on the web store uh, very shortly. And if you are a Patreon subscriber at the bronze level or higher, yes, we will be sending you some of these stickers for free. So those will be going out in the mail. Uh, but again, it's the straining Brian sticker. Very excited. Can we get a little close this. up of that sticker. I'd like to see because I have no memory of that photo. So uh, we're, we're looking to uh, get this merch up on the web store tomorrow. As always, go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Considering, Ron, that you do not know how to use our web store, do you want to send me a link to that and I will uh, um, update Matt, our web store? Matt, can you handle that? Matt's saying he can handle that. What's that? He's also saying he needs an eight ball. So, Brian, are you excited about the new merch? I am excited about the new merch. I'm, I am struggling because I do not remember taking that photo. Well, I would say you're also struggling in this photo right here if I were to look at it. It, it doesn't look like I would. I was on the bowl. I'm wearing a cap, which means yeah. I'm outside. I'll, I'll, Where I'll, was I'll wait and see if you remember. But in the meantime, Brian, um, it's time for our stories of the week. We always have some stories that we that really hit us right here in the heart and we want to make sure that uh, we don't miss them. So Brian, what is your story of the week this week? My story is actually an update on a story that was um, that all across the news last week, but I believe that this week's update warrants um, my story of the week. Um, Ron, do you remember the name Bella Montoya? Uh, I, I believe so. Yes. She is the woman that was um, invited to the White House during a pride event last week, I believe it was. And um, she is a trans woman and she took her shirt off and displayed her um, uh, her breast. This is. 
So you are you are changing your story of the week, and you you throw me off when you do that. No, my story is about Bella Montoya, who is a seventy-year-old <laughs> Ecuadorian woman. I believe you're thinking of Rosa Montoya. Oh, my Tony apologies. Montoya, one or the other. Say hello to my little friend. Um. So in in that case, you know what? I'm not going to make the joke, Ron. I'm not going to make the joke about the trans woman Montoya and her little friend, because that is low hanging fruit, Ron. And you're better than that. You're better than than that. Thank you. So what is the, anyway, what is this follow up story you have? I got to reel this reel this back. So last week, all of all across um, the news was a woman from Ecuador, Bella Montoya, seventy six. Um, she was um, inside her coffin, as the 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 body should be during a funeral. Um, when out of nowhere. Um, there was um, seeming a, a, a noise emanating from inside the coffin. Uh, people immediately opened it up to see that Bella Montoya was, in fact, alive. Um, she did not actually pass away. Um, all across the news was how does a woman get um, declared deceased by a hospital, by a, a, a physician? I know, Ron, you're going to say, hey, it's Ecuador. What can you expect? I don't accept that. That's not okay. Right. Um, I don't appreciate that kind of hate speech that you are so commonly um, prone to spit out into this universe. Anyway, my story, uh, the, the, what makes this story so great this week is that as everybody a week ago was sitting there heralding Bella Montoya and the fact that she was alive and she survived her own funeral is that unfortunately she is now dead. That is correct. Right. The retired nurse right. did die from a uh, stroke while she was being um, uh, watched under permanent supervision in the ICU of her um, uh, hospital uh, somewhere in Ecuador, um, the uh, her family, uh, her son, Gilbert Barbera, so was quoted as saying, this time my mother really did die. My life will not be the same. Um, so uh, she did spend five hours inside the coffin um, on June 9th after hospital workers had originally pronounced her dead after she suffered from cardiorespiratory um, arrest. However, five hours later, when she was inside the coffin, she woke up in the middle of her wake, shocking loved ones that had gathered in the city of Babahoyo to mourn her death. Um, unfortunately, she really is dead now. So we now really will mourn Bella Montoya, 76 of Ecuador. But not everybody gets to practice mourn uh, a family member. So I feel like having that dry run, this family got something that uh, a lot of people don't get. See, this is what bothers me about Matt. Did you see what he just put in the private chat? Put that photo back up. Matt just said in our private chat um, that um, she really should have worn a bra to her wake. Just, <laughs> I already closed that photo off. I, I apologize. Please don't put it back up because I, I think Matt's comments just just crude. Inappropriate. Just absolutely inappropriate. crude and not appropriate. It's not it's not what we want to do. All right. Uh, my story, you ask, Brian? My story? I know I was going to make the, uh, the the Princess Bride joke with Montoya, but sure. William was already ahead of us. Uh, so my story, Brian, <clears throat> is about a TikTok influencer who faked his own death before turning up at his funeral in attempt to teach his family a lesson about staying in touch. Um, this is David Berton. Uh, from Belgium, even told his wife and children about the cruel prank, um, and they helped him pull it off. His daughter even went uh, on social media to 
put uh, quote rest in peace daddy i will never stop thinking about you um he has apparently over 150,000 followers online and so they actually arranged uh, a funeral for him and then he arrives to the funeral in a helicopter and then gets out and lets his family know that it was all uh, kind of a ruse and said you know said that we should all try and spend more time with each other what a fucking terrible human being <laughs> What a terrible human being to fake your own death only to pop up and just, you know, um, rub it in everybody's face that, you know, they didn't care about you enough until you until they all thought you died. What a piece of shit. Um, and that is kind of the primary comment under his yeah. uh, the TikTok video we posted is people are like, can't imagine why his family doesn't want to hang out with him. Shit like really, this. Just, like- you would never do that to me, right? No, I would not do that. I would I might fake my death um, because, you know, if there ever comes a time where I don't feel like doing the podcast anymore, I would not be able to have that conversation with you. It would probably be easier to fake my death and then uh, go into hiding for the rest of my life. You don't think that I would be able to do the podcast by myself? Oh, no, no. I completely think it. But I think you would take it incredibly personally if uh, if I said I don't want to do the podcast anymore ever. I'd be very nervous setting up the links right off the bat. <laughs> and I'm not sure that I would be able to start and end a broadcast. I would give you Matt, though. I would give you Matt to handle all that stuff. Next thing you know, I'm a cocaine addict just like him. Listen, you're getting about that that age where it's good to get into cocaine. I feel like I missed the window. I'm not sure that at my advanced age, I, my heart could handle cocaine. No. But no, I know it's... No. I know it's been very stepped on by the time I, the consumer, get my nose on it. But, um, you know, the amount of fentanyl that is um, uh, going around, especially in Kensington, PA, because I know that if I were to be if I were to ever try cocaine for the first time, I would ask you or Mrs. Ron to drive me down to Kensington so that I could cop um, down there. And uh, who knows how much cocaine is actually in the cocaine? Well, uh, we'll discuss after the show. I did see a guy snort something on the subway um, this past week, and he was out cold within seconds. See, that seems – I don't believe that would be cocaine unless he just od Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't think it was cocaine. So he was sitting across from me. He was wearing what looked like pajama pants with white sneakers, and um, he was acting a little, you know, shifty. Uh, so I, I had my um, – uh, what do you call it? I have my, uh, what is that? Peripheral vision on him. Then I noticed that his pants had a lot of stains on them. Like he had slept in them quite a few times. So right. I realized at that point I was like, oh, I am definitely going to be paying attention to this guy on the subway ride. I was going up on the four or five. I don't remember where I was going, but I was on the four or five heading up north. Next thing I know, I look, I saw he was like fidgeting with his hands a little bit. He had like a little vial, um, a plastic vial that was about yay big. He opened it. And tapped out what looked like a uh, a pink paper that had been folded multiple times. Next thing I know, I looked away, I looked back, and I saw he lifted the pink paper to his nose and went like this. <laughs> then he went, <laughs> and literally, I'm not exaggerating, within five to ten seconds, I saw him doing this. Maybe he was snorting some Tylenol PM, you don't know. I don't know, but I was just like, ugh. Man, then the next thing I know, he tried to open his eyes and read a newspaper. And I was just like, dude, you don't, you're not <laughs> fooling anyone. You were not, you went from shifty to literally passed out on the four or five train going up. Uh, I think that was actually Friday that happened. Anywho, make a long story short, Ron, I saw a man do drugs this week. 
All right. Meanwhile, Peggy's trying hard not to imagine Brian's straining face while he was on cocaine. I picture it'd be something like this. I'm so high, man. And I got fentanyl running through my veins. I got to work on my Brian impression. It's not not one of my better ones. You know, Ron, um, I once made uh, stickers um, for the uh, (laughs) merch store using a photo of you. And if I remember correctly, um, uh, you in your final act as uh, champion said those stickers are not to be released into the wild. But you have made no such decree, so. Not yet. Why would I? Um, So Allie mentioned she was actually waiting for the Rosa Montoya story. Uh, We were going to do that. So why don't we just kind of tee that up? Um, We actually uh, follow trans influencer Rose Montoya on Instagram. Uh, She was at the White House the other week. Uh, for President Biden's pride party uh, and then uh, caught a bit of flack because she uh, exposed her breast after meeting with uh, with President Biden. Uh, there is a, a photo of her there uh, covering her breasts. With Those her are hands. fake. Those breasts uh, well, are fake. I, I would say they probably are. Um, so uh, she was barred from the executive mansion. Uh, a White House spokesperson said she flouted basic etiquette um, and quote, this behavior is inappropriate and disrespectful for any events at the White House. Um, what you can't really see in the picture is uh, she had there were two men on each side of her also taking their shirts off as well. Yes. And somehow when she did it, she gets banned from the White House. The two guys. Uh, well, they were the other two her. gentlemen. Uh, those two gentlemen were banned as well. But I don't think. Yeah. They have okay. the, uh, the following that she does. Exactly. Let's also be. Um, well, first off, the photographer really didn't, you know, um, try to capture them whatsoever. But what I was going to say is, um, uh, had she not been there and they just took their shirts off, I guarantee you they would not have been banned. I mean, the McDonald's delivery guy um, was not banned during the, the Trump White House. I mean, if I remember correctly, he was given um, a, a top secret, um, uh, you know, do not slow down um, delivery uh uh, clearance uh, credentials so that whenever he would show up to the White House with his uh, four uh, Big Macs uh, at 1130 at night for delivery, he would roll right through to the executive. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see how uh, uh, a DoorDash delivery person equates to someone going topless at a White House event. Well, he was also a trans male. Um, uh, so he still had his um, he had not had the top surgery yet. So he was still had his breasts. And um, uh, was always uh, topless. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, she uh, not only has received a lot of backlash uh, online, she has also received uh, a ton of backlash on her own Instagram page. Um, a lot of her supporters uh, stating that you know she she owes the president an apology and that there is a time and place for everything. What's what's your take on it, Brian? My take. Um I think that it is ludicrous that men can walk around without a shirt on. Women cannot. Um, I also think that it's absolutely um, uh, embarrassing. You know, not in the I mean, there there are greater travesties in this world, but it does seem somewhat. um, uh, What's the word I'm thinking of? I don't want to say uncouth, Um, but it just seems like, you know, you get an invitation to the White House. You are, um, you know, there for a pride event. And your 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 great idea is, hey, let's let's film a TikTok, but let's let's all take our shirts off, you know, and 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 show off. It just it feels like that wasn't really the right place to you know go for for um, social media clout. Kind of case, uh, read the room or read the yeah. garden, as it will, as it were. Sure, 
Now, it's one thing if Joe Biden asked her to take her shirt off. Sure. That would be different. Right. That I can understand. That would be um, – underst- but I, I highly doubt that he even um, uh, was anywhere near her. As far as we can tell, he only sniffed her. He did not ask her to take her top off. However, I would like to say that next week I will be drinking um, Rose Montoya's uh, newest beer um, that she is putting out. It is a, um, a, a lager. It's called Two-Handed Lager. Um for a second there, I thought you were going to say you ordered some of her bath water and was going to be drinking that. Who says I didn't already order her bath water? Anyway, wow, look at this. Allie agreeing with Brian for a second time. Brian, wow. you're on. You, I didn't, you've really come a long way, Brian. I have to give I, you credit. You know what? I have a question. Why is it that you think I have come a long way? Maybe Allie is just becoming an angry white male. Like maybe that maybe her now her 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 viewpoint her world view is now aligning with the with the angry male right. That's that's very possible. And uh, listen, we uh, we welcome her to the fold. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, Brian, I think uh, before we get too far into this episode, we have to uh, go to a segment that has become ridiculously popular in the short period of time that we have had it. It's a, a little segment we call. But the drag queens are the problem. Uh, we are going to start this week. We are going to, uh, where are we going to here? Genesee County, Michigan, Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, and where a former priest with the Lansing Diocese has been sentenced for sexually assaulting a five-year-old boy. Uh, this is a mugshot of Vincent DiLorenzo, 84 years old, uh, formerly of Flint, Back in uh, on April 25th, he pled guilty to sexually and just when just sexually assaulting a young boy. No, is this is en- so much worse. This is so much worse. It's bad enough. But when I Correct. read this next read sentence, it. read it you're aloud. going to throw up in your mouth a little bit. So he uh, sexually assaulted a five year old boy following a service that DiLorenzo officiated for the boy's deceased family member in 1987. Um, That is so vile. That is so disgusting as a human being um, to, to damage another human being um, in that way. Um, Multiply that by a human being who um, has just lost a family member and somehow a drag queen who wants to read a book to a child has got the right um, completely um, uh, lathered up. But somehow nobody is arguing that we need to stop um, Catholic priests. Not one. I've not heard one Republican um, uh, uh, person. I don't know if, you know, are we still calling them people, Ron? Uh, For the moment. Okay, so I've not heard one Republican person screaming that we need to keep all Catholic priests away from children because we have to protect the children. But listen, also listen to this. The the attorney general's office said that in exchange for DiLorenzo's guilty plea, remaining charges were dropped, which involved the sexual assault of a child from 1995 to 2000 when that child was a student at a parochial school in Burton, Michigan. Uh, And DiLorenzo was sentenced to serve one year in the Genesee County Jail. Uh, He will receive credit for 39 days served, and uh, he has also been sentenced to five years of probation. Will have to register as a sex offender, uh, engage in sex offender counseling, and uh, pay restitution. 
They should cut his um, genitals off and let him bleed out slowly. I'm okay with and that. Anytime, anytime that that area starts to clot, somebody should just stomp on it a few times to keep the uh, blood flowing out. Uh, up next, Brian. Oh, but by the way, Ron. Yes. The drag queens are the problem. Sorry, not I forgot to say that. Priests. Forgot to say that. Okay. Uh, going down to Gallatin, Tennessee, uh, the former director of the Sumner County Food Bank uh, was indicted after he was accused of prostitution and stealing thousands of dollars from the place where he worked. Um, so, in May of 2022, uh, Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. Uh, agents began investigating James Gill, the former director of the Sumner County Food Bank. During the investigation, they found that the 81-year-old used the organization's money to make personal personal purchases. He allegedly wrote checks to himself from the food bank's account and transferred the money to other accounts under a different uh, nonprofit name. Uh, further investigation reveals that Gill paid a food bank volunteer for sex acts. On June 8th, he was indicted on one count of theft of property over $250,000, one count of money laundering, and one count of patronizing prostitution. A piece of shit. You are stealing money that is has been earmarked. What little money has been earmarked for those that most need it? And he is stealing it for that purpose. Uh, but Brian, it's the drag queens that are the problem course you know we need to protect the children ron uh finally 42 women and 10 minors say that they plan to sue the west virginia state police after an investigation revealed that a camera had been hidden in the women's locker room at the state police training academy in institute west virginia uh this is a uh, uh, just one of a number of allegations that were uh, sent in a anonymous letter in February to Governor Jim Johnson, uh, detailing over a dozen incidents of misconduct within the state police department, including intoxicated alterations, uh, altercations, office affairs, misappropriated funds, sexual assaults, and more. Uh, but as of now, the only allegation to spur legal action is that a state trooper had installed a video camera in the women's locker room. Not only did the footage show women, women being recorded, uh, but also the underage girls who were enrolled in the Junior Trooper Academy as well. Disgusting. It's a drag right, queen. It's a drag queens of a problem. It's drag queens. They, they are the thing that we need to stop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know who else we need to stop, Brian? Apparently. Uh, uh, Titanic Tour? Oh, sorry. Tony, Tony the, Tiger. the Tiger. Tony the Tiger has been canceled, Brian. Uh, They're because... canceled. So, so, why, why are we canceling Tony the Tiger? So apparently, uh, Tony the Tiger, um, who I'm not quite sure conservatives realize is not an actual being. Um, so the, the mascot uh, was at the Tony Awards... Uh, mm -hmm. carpet ceremony and had his i'm assuming it's a him because his name's tony i don't want to i don't want to gender assume a tony, tiger here you, you are at you've already gender assumed the tiger i do um but uh tony took a photo with uh transgender influencer dylan mulvaney um on the magenta carpet at the tony's um of course dylan mulvaney the same person that sponsored that uh bud light did a campaign with um, that put the conservatives up in arms. So now, uh, apparently, Tony the Tiger 
needs to be canceled, which, listen, I think uh, there's too much sugar in Frosted Flakes for conservatives to really boycott them. Like that is that's a pretty solid white trash breakfast right there. A little uh, a little Frosted Flakes with with whole milk, Brian. None of this skim bullshit. Red cap, red cap (laughs) all the way. So you're judging um, Frosted Flakes? I mean, I'm just saying Frosted Flakes, I feel aren't uh, they're not the part of a nutritious breakfast. Okay, hold on. All right. I know that we're talking cornflakes with sugar on it. I get it. However, I think you are you are missing out on an entire, you know, like uh cocoa puffs. You're you know like you're, oh, yeah. you well, no, you've I got agree. all the um uh count chocolas and the uh, count marshmallows and um what's now, I the bet blue you that one? I bet you that the blueberry I thought you were going to say Rose Montoya. Hey, now. I bet the, the Cocoa Puff bird would do cocaine with you. No, I, I believe I believe Matt currently thinks he is doing cocaine <laughs> with the Cocoa Puffs bird. That would um, be an interesting conversation. Uh, what what uh, illegal acts do you think various uh, serial mascots would engage in? Like, I feel Cocoa Puffs bird, cocaine. Do you um, want to play that game during After Dark? I mean, I possibly. can I can work on. Yeah, see, Allie's all about the cinnamon toast crunch. I think snap, crackle, pop, incest. Don't know why. I was going to say, uh, what is that? A lemon party? What do they call those things? <laughs> is that the lemon party reference? Possibly, possibly. <sighs> cinnamon toast crunch. Two girls, one cup. Did you ever see that? Uh, I I started to, and I had to turn it off. That's a shame. That's a good call. 100% Sugar Bear is a pimp. Sugar Bear is a pimp. I mean, just yeah. the name. Just the name. Just the name. Um, I Brian- just, I, it's, listen, when we're canceling um, uh, cartoon characters, it's, it's, I also thought, wasn't Grimace also um, announced this week as a um, LGBTQ um, uh, idol? Was he? I, 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 I thought I McDonald's. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Give me a moment. Uh, fill in the uh, silence as I look up uh, Grimace canceled. Like I know, apparently Grimace went away and now he's back, but I didn't even realize he went away to begin with. But now there's a big thing about Grimace coming back. Yeah, I thought there was something going on about with Grimace in the news today. Um, yeah, that that I couldn't tell you. Here, McDonald's mascot Grimace becomes an LGBTQ plus icon. Um as uh, it, it part of a new campaign at McDonald's, um, part of a birthday meal. Customers can also get a birthday meal that includes a 10-piece. How many a, nuggets do you think you can eat at one time? He ain't a snack. He's a whole meal, Brian. Easy there. All right. Uh, how many how many chicken McNuggets do yeah, I think I can right get? Now. Yeah. I'm oh, not, right now, yeah. I'm not talking about in your hide. I'm not talking about like in your your heyday where you Well, no, were, I'm saying like um, I, I, I've had dinner, so I'm not as hungry. Like if I were to sit down for a meal, how many nuggets Oh, I, I don't mean literally right now. Right, right. I mean um, uh, uh, in 2023, you sit – you you are um, uh, hungry, not right. ravenous. You haven't been starving, but it's it's dinner time. And um, you are invited to the White House. It is 2025. Right. Um, Trump is, Trump uh, is the back pres- in power. Trump is the president. He's back. Uh, McDonald's has become the official um, restaurant of the White House. I've coached um, the uh, Wisconsin women's football uh, team to the NCAA championship. We are at the White House. He is serving us McDonald's. Correct. There are McNuggets. I'm going, I could probably do 26. 
Ooh. How many do you think? They're very small. They're, well, I that's think the if thing. I'm, they're not. They're, there's not a lot of substance to them. No, I would. I think that I could probably knock out forty. Um, but I also think that I would be um, uh, grossly sick the next. Oh day. yeah, yeah. No, that goes without saying. Now, if they were the Wendy's spicy nuggets, I think I'm upwards of forty there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's a much better call. Yeah, that's that's better quality product, I think. Well, what does McDonald's put out that's actual quality? McDonald's, if you're listening and want to sponsor us, please feel free. See, um, I'm what, I'm what, still I'm still you, a fan of the quarter pounder with cheese, even though it's not it's not I a great product. The, the last couple times I have eaten one, they are so greasy. Right. That no, I, the quality I continues to go downhill. I don't remember the quarter pounder being so greasy. The last couple of times I've ordered, and it used to be my go-to. Right. I, don't, I never fucked with the Big Mac. I, I was just, no. it was never sloppy. That middle, that middle uh, bun used to just soak up all of the sauce and the grease, and it just was, it was, it was, um, it was disgusting. I always mess with the quarter pounder. Um, but what I noticed is that the 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 grease emanating and oozing out the sides and the oh the other thing that really bothers me about McDonald's and I guess this might be true with the others but is that they don't actually heat it once the cheese is on the burger yeah. they're assuming that the heat from the meat is going to melt the cheese and it never does Doesn't because happen. by the time you're ordering McDonald's you are already such a piece of garbage that you're not letting that food sit. You are opening it up immediately upon receiving it. it. And that cheese is not even warmed at that point. You can actually feel the cold cheese um, as you chew it. So um, uh, uh, no, I will not do a quarter pounder with cheese anymore. All right. Um, We did have, for whatever reason, we, we managed to compile a series of uh, stories this week of people uh, having sex with uh, with things that they shouldn't have sex with, um, apart from the the uh, the priest having sex with young boys. That's that's just right. a given. Uh, so this first story comes to us from the UK, uh, where a man was arrested for allegedly kissing, caressing, and having passionate sex with a tree at a popular public park in england uh, apparently he went long enough uh so that someone could actually take a video of him this is uh, you'll see his clothes uh lying on the ground next to the tree um he was actually there long enough for someone to watch catch a video of him undressing and then i guess he found a hole in the tree and uh and started to have sex with it now does this, is this man not afraid of splinters I mean, like, I don't even want if I don't want to splinter on my on my hand. Right. Like you would think. I mean, I'm not seeing um, like that. He's got like any type of lube or anything like that. Um, Like he's wearing a condom. This this seems very dangerous. This seems like you could get a splinter. You could get some kind of tree rot. You could get. um, Yeah, there's a lot going on there. There could be a small animal burrowed inside of that um, uh, piece of wood. Now. I will I will say this. Uh, apparently he he did 
kiss the tree. So he did provide some foreplay. He didn't just jam it in. He he worked the tree up a little bit. Uh, but apparently about 25 people uh, were, were hanging out in this green space area uh, when he uh, when he started to uh, make sweet love to this tree um, and eventually get arrested. I like he gets arrested on suspicion of indecent exposure. Like, I sure. feel like looking at this photo, there's no suspicion there. Now, my question is, A, did the tree give consent or are we watching a rape? Valid question. Very valid question. Second of all, why is the tree white on top but brown on the bottom? Um, maybe an older tree. Maybe a silver fox of a tree, if you will. Ooh, like uh, John Slattery or whatever that dude's name is from Mad Men. Oh, yeah. he was. He's a silver fox. No doubt about it. It's the way I want to go out. <laughs> Is it what having sex with John Slatterly? That's how you want to. That's how you want to exit the world. No, but I do acknowledge that he would be having sex with me, not the other way around. So you would you would bottom for John Slatterly? I, I would definitely bottom, but I also don't think that I would. It would be a matter of me willingly bottoming. I think he just automatically would um, claim the top spot. But you would provide him consent, and then he would he would he would dominate you. Of course. All right. Just want to clear that up, that he wasn't going to be, you know, there wasn't going to be any active aggression here, was what I was trying to clarify. All right, fair enough. Uh, next up, uh, a 20-year-old Indiana man who allegedly had sex with his family's dog and then oh. threatened to kill his mother with a hammer uh, after she witnessed uh, his sick act. This is Blake Reffitt of Elkhart. Uh, he was charged last week with bestiality and intimidation with a deadly weapon after his mother allegedly saw him with his pants down with their dog pinned on the couch back in March of 2022. Um, according to uh, court documents, uh, he grabbed a hammer and threatened to kill his mom and burn her body um, if she called the police. Ooh. Okay problematic uh, just a little bit just a little bit uh so he was actually booked back in march uh where he's being held on five thousand dollars bond gonna go out on a limb and say his mother probably will not be uh bailing him out of jail well i mean why would you bail him out right no i'm, I'm I, I agree what's going on on his face can we talk about that i mean those are these they abrasion marks or are they moles it's interesting because there's another photo of him in the article, but he may have filtered that one uh, where he doesn't have those marks. Uh, but a little moles, little uh, um, maybe maybe uh, buckshot. Who knows? His hair looks very unkempt. I wish he had combed his hair before the photo taken. He's but not he smiling does... in his mugshot either, which I think you no. should. One of the, the 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 priest earlier was smiling in his mugshot, and I find that very disconcerting. This is how Who you was... should look in a mugshot. But who was the uh, Republican uh, congressman who Tom um, broke? I will oh, always remember mind. that mugshot because he was like. It was a game changer. It literally was a game changer because like, up to that point. Hair had been was, done that day. Uh, he was tie, perfect. suit, perfect. flag pin, just. It was a it was a it was a stellar photo. And everybody was I remember leading into that photo was sitting there be like, oh my goodness, the mugshot is gonna be out there and he's not gonna be able to control, you know, his image anymore. And suddenly it was the most glorious um uh mugshot that exists in the world. But thank God, Ryan, we got those two disgusting stories out of the way with people 
having sex with things that they shouldn't. I'm glad we can finally move on. Well, wait, Brian. We've got one more story of people having sex with something that they shouldn't. Uh, a mm. longtime award-winning Penn State professor allegedly performed sexual acts with his dog that were captured on a state forest trail camera. Uh, we are talking about Themis Matsukis, uh, age 64, who was uh, charged Tuesday after he was allegedly caught earlier this year naked from the waist down, uh, except for his socks and shoes, uh, committing the preferred sex acts with his collie near bathrooms at Rockroth State Forest uh, in Pennsylvania. Um, Matsukis, who is now on leave from the university, was identified through a North Face backpack as he was carrying from an incident in April and also May. Um, he allegedly tried to record himself performing the lewd acts with an electronic tablet. iPad. Uh, um, maybe maybe it's an Android device. You don't know. But I'm sure he handled himself very well and respectfully once um, police showed up to, arre to arrest him. I'm, so, uh, I'm sure he held his head up high. When investigators uh, told him that they thought he knew why they were searching his home, uh, he replied repeatedly, I'm done, I'm dead. He also begged rangers to shoot him, saying, quote, I need to die, and additionally told investigators, I do it to blow off steam. Mm. Now, is steam the name of his dog? Why? Why? Come Why? on. You saw that coming. You saw that coming. There's no way that you didn't see that as, oh. as, as the low-hanging fruit. I was just I I was hoping gonna... we could possibly get through this story. Just I'm having fun. This is a this is a fun, loose episode. Um, uh, I'm rolling with it. So uh, Rangers uh, found the backpack and ski mask that was visible in April footage. And they also saw a collie in his home that matched the dog in the video. Um, he has been charged with open lewdness, indecent exposure, uh, and sexual intercourse with an animal, uh, and summary charges of cruelty to animals and, or, and disorderly conduct. Uh, according to authorities, he allegedly has been partaking in lewd acts in the forest since 2014. I hope at the very least they remove the dog from the home. Sure. Like, oh, no, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Guess, uh, innocent until proven guilty, but... Hopefully they took no, I, the dog. I, first off, I'm sure they took the dog. Second of all, um, I mean, even if this guy somehow gets the same sweetheart deal, by the way, we've already lost two viewers in the past five minutes. <laughs> we Two people literally dropped out of the live feed um, in the past couple minutes. And, and I can't it. figure out why. I cannot figure it. out why, people. Um, but, you know, the thing that makes me feel um, – somewhat I don't want to say vindicated because that would imply I have I'm some way related to the story but the thing that somewhat makes me feel um that justice will be served is that this man's photo name and what he has been accused of is now on the internet yes it will not be wiped it out will never go even, away even if he is found innocent in a court of law by a jury of his peers who is he going to find to be a, on his jury that can claim to be a peer of his? Right. Other people that bring their dogs to blow off steam in a national park? Well, the guy from uh, Michigan that was fucking his dog, he can be on the jury. And the guy who was screwing, uh, putting his, his pecker in the tree. So that's two. Um, he just needs 10 more. 
John Moore. Um, but, uh, you know, the idea is the fact that even if he is exonerated here, no matter what job he applies for, other than maybe working at McDonald's, making those, you know, those maybe he's he, quarter pounders. Those greasy quarter pounders with the unmelted cheese. Everybody's going to know that this is what he does in his okay. spare time. Like, how do you sit there and say to him, so what was his name again? Themis uh, Sukakis? Okay, uh, Greek. Themis um, Matsukis, excuse me. Themis. They'd be like, hey, Themis, what'd you do this weekend? And just as he's about to answer, they're going to be like, so did you fuck your dog? Like, <laughs> it, it, like, he will never be able to hold an office job ever again. Right. Well, or I any type I, of job. I can't say I feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him whatsoever. They should. Um, uh, if, if we're going to cut the priest's genitals off and let him bleed a slow death, Ron, what do you think is a fitting punishment for Themis? Um, I think uh, I think you 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 uh, you bind him by his uh, wrists and ankles. Uh, you strip him naked. Uh, you smear wet dog food all over his genitals and release hungry dogs on him. Wow. Sorry. I was going to say you take him down to Tijuana where um, he, he becomes the latest star. Are, in the, are we going donkey show? We are indeed going donkey <laughs> show. However, um, here it is. Uh, he is. Uh, he will, instead of being able to blow off steam with his dog, the donkey will be blowing off steam in Themis. That's I like that my, as well. That's where, that's where I go. I like that as well. Brian, um, next up, we know you love Philadelphia. We know you especially love, love the Philadelphia dialect. Um, we didn't really get a chance to talk last week about uh, I-95 and the fire and uh, part of I-95 crumbling, uh, but it led to a number of uh, interviews of locals. Um, one, I know you you really love this one. Let me uh, let me see if I can find this one. Uh, this is a gentleman from uh, Northeast Philadelphia who is uh, being referred to as the most Northeast Philly person on the planet by his oh, accent. Dude, so I was passed out and I woke up to nothing but text messages, phone calls. I was passed no out. Was going on. Well, I woke up. I got a lot of phone calls. I ordered a hoagie with some water. And I'm like, Damn, I woke up, drank some water. Little water. By the way, to, uh, not, not a side note. I, we should be listening to him, but I do, and I know well, this annoys yeah, the daylights so out of your room. I'm not doing it for that purpose. Um, but I finally had a water rice. And what did you think? Loved it. There you go. Loved it. I, they don't. They don't have them up here. No, they don't. First off, I, what I love about this guy is the mustache with the five o'clock shadow that's kicking. <laughs> it's actually like an, at eight o'clock. Well, he was, was passed out, Brian. He was, was clearly passed, passed out when it happened. And he woke up to a bunch of text messages and voicemails. And me and my boy went up to me and Maddie. We went down for a hoagie. <laughs> have, you right. been, uh, have you been watching the live stream of uh, the I-95 repair? There's a live stream of if the I-95 repair? If you go on to, apparently, if, I don't know if it's the governor's website or the state of Pennsylvania website, there is a live stream so that 24-7 you can watch the progress on uh, the reconstruction of I-95. They actually, it's on, it's on YouTube right now. They actually uh, held a viewing party at Xfinity Live uh, down by the sports stadiums the other weekend. Why on earth would they do that? Well, because, I mean, what's more Philly than standing around drinking and just watching anything on the TV? God damn it. I, Philly is such its own um, 
Philly is its own beast. I right. absolutely um, uh, uh, love it while at the same time just just utterly cringing from it. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you, you love the people of Philadelphia. I love the people I have met from Philadelphia. There are people in Philly that give it a very bad reputation. Uh, like the people who – what was the um, little uh, cardboard robot that traveled across Canada? Oh, the Hitchbot. That and that um, made it all the way to Philadelphia to be um, uh, ripped apart within <laughs> just, like minutes of entering America. Just dismantled. Uh, the people that threw um, uh, batteries at Santa. Listen, you're you're acting like Santa didn't deserve the it. People boo the people that booed Michael Irvin after he had been um, basically dealt a career-ending injury on the I field. I mean that that was uh, I was there that day. I was there for that game, uh, and uh, as my friend who was a, an Eagles fan said, uh, this doesn't look good. No. What about the fa- the hero worship of a fictional boxer? Um, over any of its actual sports heroes. <laughs> I would say uh, not over any sports heroes. People love uh, Allen Iverson. Uh, people love Big Dick Nick. Problematic. Bulls. Um, people Problematic. love uh, Reggie White. Uh, people love okay. uh, Jason Kelsey. Mike Schmidt. You're going to say Mike Schmidt is problematic? What are you talking about? He's a, he's a Philadelphia athlete legend. Hall of Famer. Are we talking the same Mike Schmidt from the Phillies? Yeah. Are you going to, I asked if you were going to call him problematic. I, I, why would I call him problematic? You were calling all these other guys problematic and I'm still not sure why. I think I can, if I want to listen, if that's how you want to be, um, you know, uh, we don't normally get into a lot of sports apart from the Yankees and apart from picks of the week, but there were a couple of sports stories, um, that we just, uh, we had to cover, uh, this one kind of a sad story, uh, this Sunday, as we know, was father's day, which is why we are broadcasting, uh, tonight, Monday night. Well, uh, the Atlanta Braves, uh, player, uh, Charlie Culberson, um, he was uh, supposed to have a very special Father's Day with his dad. His dad mm-hmm. was supposed to throw out the first pitch on Father's Day at Truist mm-hmm. Park. Uh, but However, those plans had to change after Atlanta uh, designated Culberson for assignment to make room for catcher Chadwick Tromp. Uh, so instead, uh, the father of Braves outfielder Michael Harris II uh, handled the first pitch before the game against the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Harris went five for five uh, in the game in the Braves' fourteen to six win. That 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 is kind of sad, though. Like I have to imagine, as a father, you're probably so very proud of your son uh, making it to the major leagues, and then you're going to have the opportunity to throw out the first pitch. And then on the day um, you're about, to, you're supposed to do that. The team is like, well, we don't really want this guy anymore. What well, do you think that they sent him down because they hated the father? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess that is a possibility. Interesting. I guess that is a possibility. Have you ever thrown out a first pitch at any kind of sporting event? Uh, I have not. Me neither. I don't know that I would want to. That seems like a lot of pressure for, a relatively little bit of screen time. Like it it seems like you get more notoriety by doing it poorly. Like I think Chris Rock has one of the all time uh, bad first pitches. Uh, Baba Booey, uh, Gary Delabate. 50 cent. 
pitch. 50, 50 Cent has the worst. Oh, my God. That was a horrible pitch as well. 50 Cent. I, okay, here's the next question. Would you rather throw out the first pitch at a baseball game or would you rather take a half-court shot in an NBA game? So, like, we're, we're talking – you're talking a baseball right. stadium. No, I, I got gotcha. you. Or – because the thing is, and as somebody who has attended an NBA C, uh, game this most recent season, right. I will say that um, those half-court shots, they absolutely um, uh, get the crowd's attention. They I mean, do. Every, everybody's paying attention to what you're doing at that moment. So – this may this may shock a lot of uh, our viewers and listeners out there. I'm not an overly athletic man, Brian. Um, and I have to think about what will I look more embarrassing doing? Sure. And I will say my my basketball shooting form is significantly more embarrassing than my pitching form. And I sure. feel I, I feel I have the potential of at least throwing the ball in the direction of home plate. It's going to correct. Bounce. I mean, that's six feet, six inches. That is a long distance. Yep. Um, but I can at least probably get it going in the right direction. Uh, sure. The the flail that I would make of that half court shot, probably throwing out my back and my elbow at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, that would be much more embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I think that it's way. Uh, I think it's way more embarrassing to uh, take a half court shot. Worst yeah. cases. I think taking a um, a free throw in oh, yeah. basketball would be embarrassing because I think I would airball it. Well, I remember when we used to go to arena football games and sure. they would have people go down on the field and try and kick field goals. Mm-hmm. Like I would be terrible. That would be my worst case scenario is to go to arena football game uh, and be picked to try and do that. I'd be like, you know what? Uh, let that little kid there. Let the make sure. wish kid kick it. I, I can't of do this. Well, sometimes, you know, I, I think they stopped doing an arena football when they were kicking the Make-A-Wish kid. <laughs> Again, the low-hanging fruit. I don't know. I don't know why. I know, and yet you you still set me up every time for I it. Um, I appreciate it. As always, we cover all fishing-related news here. We covered Anything Fishgate um, earlier in the year. And now we have the story about a fishing crew that was denied $3.5 million in prize money after a 600-pound marlin uh, was DQ'd in a tournament. Uh, here is a photograph of the crew bringing – I mean, it's an impressive fish. Without Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and the issue here, if you don't mind me just jumping in, because this article I did read earlier today sure. is that for um, uh, for the Marlin to qualify for the top prize and and keep in mind, this was by far the largest fish that was caught during this uh, competition. Sure. However, one of the bylaws or uh, guidelines in this fishing contest is that the fish must be free of any type of mutilation. Right, exactly. It must be a perfectly uh, pristine fish. And unfortunately, this fish showed signs that it had been bitten by a a larger shark. And so uh, basically what they're saying is because it had been attacked by a shark, it was easier to land um, than it necessarily would have been otherwise. Mm-hmm. This was at the Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament in uh, in North Carolina. It was actually a 619-pound marlin. Uh, I mean, they uh, the crew said they had to fight it for six hours uh, to land it. Uh, but what's crazy is the amount of 
uh, prize money, the crew would have earned $2.77 million for coming in first place and another 739500 for the first catch of the year. That is more than 500 pounds. Um, a crew named Sushi ended up winning the tournament uh, by landing a 484-and-a-half-pound blue marlin. Which is impressive in its long. own right. Impressive sure, in sure. Its own right. Now, did anybody check the stomach contents to see if there were any lead weights inside of the fish? I think when you're dealing with that size fish, uh, you probably don't need to check it. Maybe check you it. Anyway. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. Quite possible. Ron, can I ask you a question? Uh, of course you can ask me a question. What are you watching? What am I watching, Brian? Uh, I did watch, so still watching Silo, uh, still watching from um, both excellent shows. Um, I also caught the first episode of the new season of Black Mirror uh, coming back after what, about three or four years at this point. Oh, I think it was definitely three. I think um, the last season was just a couple episodes and it was right around the beginning of the pandemic. But I'm not correct. And only five episodes uh, so far, I believe, for this season. Understood. I think that they are also uh, becoming more, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I think the more their budget is going towards the talent. Yes, I would agree with that. You know, whereas I think that, you know, um, uh, there really wasn't a need to get um, Annie Murphy and Salma Hayek. Um, <laughs> right. You know, it, it costs money. Don't get me wrong. And I absolutely understood. But I think the show might have actually been better without a name, uh, uh, a name actress. Like one of the things that I thought made it so good in the first couple of seasons was the strength of the acting by... Um, actors that I had, I was completely unfamiliar with. Right. That it it, it allowed me to, um, you know, not look at the screen and sit there and go, oh, that's Salma Hayek. She has been in a movie I watched before. Right. I couldn't name one movie Salma Hayek has ever been in. I know she was in something by Pedro Almodovar. She I, was I in Frida. Didn't uh, watch that. She was in Dogma. I remember her in that. I watched that briefly and was stupid, and I never watched it again. She was in From Dawn Till Dusk with uh, George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino. Don't believe I ever watched that. Which is fine. Um, Yeah, that's fine. Um, And Annie Murphy, obviously, from Schitt's Creek and whatnot. Um, But the first episode is basically um, a a woman uh, is going through a somewhat a a life crisis, I guess you could call it. And um, her uh, life is being uh, dramatized. Uh, on a TV show that everybody in uh, in her vicinity is watching. Yes, based on a streaming platform uh, like uh, almost it was obviously it's Netflix, but it's called streaming. Correct. I I, I your... liked I liked the first episode. It got a little uh, a little what's the word I'm looking for metaphysical at the end. Cutesy. Oh, I thought uh... you were going to say. Uh, I liked the first half of it. I thought it had great potential, and then I felt like it just kind of slid. Um, I know I feel like the um, uh, introduction of Salma Hayek uh, actually in the show, um, you know, I felt like if you were going to bring in Salma Hayek to actually be part of the show and not just an actress on TV, then I think you had to take it to the next level and also get Kate Blanchett. Very true. Very true. And but just, I'll, you know, I'll watch the rest of the season. I mean, again, did you I, watch the second episode? I didn't watch it yet. I watched the first episode. I still have other episodes. Did you watch more than the first episode? I watched the second episode last night. Um, I will not spoil it for you other right. than to say that it was the butler that did it 
in the study with a lead pipe. I mean, I do think, you know, it's it's still good. I still think the first couple of seasons are probably the best. Um, but uh, what's your favorite Black Mirror episode? Um, OK, I, uh, obviously the first episode of season one, when the prime minister has to have sex with a pig. Right. To um, let the uh, princess uh, uh, live. I also thought that a great episode was and obviously for those people who have never watched uh, uh, Black Mirror, it is a show of seemingly unrelated episodes, kind of like a Twilight Zone that all feature technology's negative impact on society. Right. Um, I think there was one episode where everybody's um, uh, social media score was visible. That was one a, with uh, Ron, uh, Ron Howard's kids. Bryce, Bryce uh, Howard was the star in that one. She's related to Ron Howard? Well, I believe that's his daughter. Did not know that. Right. Um, I thought that was a great episode. It was good. I also, I also liked the episode of the um, uh, two African-American males who were into playing video games with each other. And one of them chose a um, a female uh, character avatar to play. And then the two characters would have sex. But these two guys were heterosexual in life or were, you know, putting forth it. I thought that was also very clever. I mean, that's in your other- Pornhub search right there. That that whole that whole. Oh, it's, it's I have it downloaded on my iPad. Um, and then the other episode that I can think of thinking very cleverly was when people had to exercise to get points oh, so yeah, that yeah. they could um, convert that to food, um, which just kind of felt like we were all just, you know, technological slaves. I thought um, those are just some of the, the the brilliant episodes I could think of. How about yourself? I think, I mean, those are all excellent. I agree with you on those. I think hands down my favorite is uh, White Bear. Uh, the episode where this the, it starts off, this woman wakes up. She doesn't know where she is. She doesn't remember who she is. She's just in a house, and she she's running through this you know this neighborhood, and people are taking pictures of her, and she doesn't know why. No one will help her. People are chasing her, trying to shoot her, and then they capture her. And at the end, you know, they bring her in front of an audience, and you find out that her and her boyfriend had like kidnapped a little girl, and her boyfriend ended up killing the little girl. And committing suicide and so now her her sentence is that she has to relive the fear that that girl felt by being oh. drugged each and every night and wake up and, and not knowing what the new day is oh i did not remember that like, jesus that was like hands down one of the darkest episodes i remember and that i think now. there was also one uh with a dating app where you're following this woman going meeting someone in a dating app, but you find out that at the end, it's, they're not actually people. They are the avatars inside the dating app. So right. they're they're like they're 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 not sending it, but they don't realize it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's really some. I mean, it, there really is a lot of great episodes. More more great ones than than not. Yeah, I think just very um, just a great show. Um, uh, anything else? I think that's all I watched this week. It wasn't. Uh, I did. As, I mean, if you count this as watching, uh, we did go with uh, with the Jardies, friends of the podcast, down to Lincoln Financial Field on Friday night to see Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel in concert. Tell us about it. Um, I will say, great concert. Um, mm-hmm. Stevie Nicks, amazing voice. I mean, still amazing mm-hmm. voice. She's what? She's seventy six years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, still puts on a great show. She did. Um, she did a, a couple of Tom Petty songs, um, kind of in tribute to him. Of course she did, you know, stop dragging my heart around. Mm-hmm. And then she did free falling, uh, in, in his honor mm-hmm. and then That's finished so nice. up with doing uh, landslide in honor for, uh, Christine McVie. 
not a dry eye in the house for that one. Oh, okay. That's very nice. Um, How was Billy Joel? Billy Joel. And I, and I know you mentioned you had seen him a while back at Madison Square Garden and felt the energy level wasn't there yeah. that it used to be. He, he, he blew the place apart. Really? He, he, he was so good. Was um, he blowing off steam? He was blowing off steam. Uh, but just, yeah, just a great show. Um, just a lot of energy. I mean, it's it's so interesting because I would say I'm not a huge fan of uh, Stevie Nicks' song so much, but her voice is just amazing. Oh, she's got an incredible. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Billy Joel, I don't think anyone would ever say Billy Joel has a great voice, but his no. songs are amazing. His energy level is amazing, yeah. and the different styles of music that he has experimented with over his entire career. Sure, it, is, it makes for a fun show. Did they uh, perform any songs together? Uh, he came out and did the Tom Petty part of Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Did he, um, he headline? She go, want to go on first? She or, opened, he headlined. Time? Okay, that feels a little sexist, but it is uh, <laughs> Philadelphia. I can understand that, Ron. And if you were asking me, I went to go see a concert on uh, Friday and uh, uh, Sunday. I saw New York hardcore legends from Brooklyn, New York, Biohazard. In their first show in New York City, original OG lineup for, uh, I would say, probably at least a dozen years. Um, so good, I had to go see it again. Nice. Um, just splendid. Um, splendid. Nice. And I, oh, oh, speaking of what am I watching, I just would like to uh, close out. I watched the movie so you don't have to. Um, I watched Avatar, um, The Way of Water. On Disney Plus. Now, keep in mind, people, um, is that to, to really get into the mood of Avatar 2, The Way of Water, I also had to watch Avatar 1, The Way of the Forest, or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, watch the first one. Um, uh, it, it didn't hold up the, for the, the second time around. And then the, the idea of watching The Way of the Water. So this one, right off the bat, um, picks up where the last episode ended, but then moves forward. And um, uh, now now it's all about the kids. It's the next generation. Right. So you start off with Jake Scully and his um, blue wife, uh, uh, Mrs. Smurf. Um, and then it's their children. They've got like four children. But then there's some other people who have children. The children all look the same, which I think is kind of like the message here is the fact of like, you know, what, what we look like on the outside. We all look the same. We look like people. And what's important and sets us apart is what's on the inside. Um, and um, that's what uh, that guy was trying to find out with his dog. Um, but to make a long story short, I watched The Way of the Water. Um, just, just fucking brutal. This one was over three hours. James oh. Cameron, in all honesty, it started to feel like, like Titanic at some point. It felt like James Cameron was returning to <laughs> Titanic. Well, real quick, Brian, tell us about the, uh, the Titanic tourist submarine. Ooh, ghost submarine. Ghost submarine, Ron. We are living right now, people. It, it, today, right now, in real time, there is a ghost submarine somewhere off of Newfoundland. Um, there is, um, uh, I didn't even know it existed, uh, but last week we were talking about ghost airplanes, airplanes that just literally were, were flying in the right. air, un not being controlled by humans um, as the humans had passed out. There apparently, I had no idea this was going on. There is a... Um, uh, a diving expedition that charges two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per person that will take you 
12,500 feet to the ocean floor so that you can look at the remains of the Titanic. Ron, how much would you pay for that? Um, I don't know that I'd be fine watching it on TV. I don't know that. Same here. Physically going to the water for that. The level of claustrophobia that oh would kick God. in as soon as that submarine uh, door hatch, you know, is, is 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 being locked in, and you realize you're in there for days because you can't just go down twelve thousand five hundred feet and pop right back up. Right, you'll get the bends. We know that you're going to get the bends. Yep. So what happens is you have to slowly go down and slowly ascend. So um, about I would say uh, from what I uh, so this boat had five people in it. I imagine at least um, two to three are crew. And then you're talking about the people that were paying, uh, probably two or three people then are the tourists. Um, this submarine lost all contact within two hours of um, uh, being uh, released into the water, into yep. the ocean. Um, this was 24 hours ago. That submarine has no more than um, oxygen for four days. So they... Um, Whomever the, the people, I guess it's the Coast Guard, because the U.S. Coast Guard is used for just any type of um, uh, uh, rescue, uh, except maybe SEAL Team 4, I believe, also um, from the, the Navy SEAL Team 4. Um, they're also used quite a bit. Anyway, so they're trying to find this submarine. It's a submersive. Submersible, I believe, is actually Submersible, you're correct. It's a submersible. As you can see, there are certain stories that really get me excited. You have just a ghost submarine out there. Um, the only thing that would make it better is if um, Ed Harris was manning this submarine and there were nuclear weapons that had just been dropped um, by the submersible down onto the ocean floor. Um, but that was that was another James Cameron movie called The Abyss. Anyway, so yes, as you say, Brian, they say they have between 70 and 96 hours of life support. 24 of those hours have already passed. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, the 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 hope is you know, that they, they can find this vessel and bring it back to safety. But let's just say worst case scenario, like I would hope for their sake that something happened and they were just killed instantly. Because can you imagine being underwater, stuck in this submersible for four days? Knowing that you're going to die. In and it. then knowing that whenever that oxygen runs out, slowly watching you and the people around you die. Like I can't. I can't picture a more horrible death. Yeah. I, mean, I said <laughs> something today, went no, no, through no. your head just then. And you're no, like, no. I feel this would be a more horrible death. And you, you held it in keeping it to myself, keeping it to myself. <laughs> um, but I did have a conversation at work today, which is, which is worse drowning to death or being stuck in this submersible for four out uh, for four days. Like I'd go drowning uh, because it's quicker. It's the better death. It's the better death without a doubt. I completely agree with you. Now, my question is, you're in the submersible. Right. It's you, Mrs. Ron. You guys okay. coughed up a, a half a million dollars between the two of you. Of course. You are do. in the submersible. You are slowly being lowered to the ocean floor right. when um, your captain, I'm your captain. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to let you know, if you look off to your right, you'll see the Titanic. Unfortunately, we have lost contact and are all going to die. The question is, Say you have 72 hours. They're like, listen, we're going to die in here. Hopefully they can find us. What do you do in those last three days? I don't You're even stuck know. down there, no internet, no books. It's just you and 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 four and and 
I was going to say four strangers, but we know Mrs. Ron is not necessarily a complete stranger to you. You've spent some time having some good hearts to hearts with her. But um, what do you do in that time? I, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. Like it's I mean, I guess you kind of you say all those things that you want to say before the end of your time, Brian. I've already said all those things to you, Ron. <laughs> well, you say them again, Brian. You say them I again. I feel like there's more for us to discuss, but our our, our time is our running time out. Is run, yeah, we've we've really run long today. Um, so we are getting ready. We're 15 minutes away from After Dark. Uh, after Dark. Ron, tell people what is After Dark. So if you subscribe to our Patreon, uh, those of you that love us deeply have subscribed to the Patreon. There are others of you out there that say you're a friend of the podcast and haven't quite shelled out that 10 bucks a month yet. But regardless, you can go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. You can click in the upper right-hand corner uh, for become a patron. And if you joined at the $10 higher, $10 level or higher, uh, you can join us at 930 for After Dark when we cover some of the uh, saucier stories that we don't get to cover on the main podcast. This week, we are going to be discussing penis sizes across the globe. And I apparently will be answering a am I the asshole question from Reddit. Uh, So it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. So Patreon folks, you're in for a treat in 14 minutes. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, that means you've got 14 minutes to go to ronandbrianpodcast.com to click on the link to sign up and join us uh, for the Patreon later on. Brian. Otherwise, I was just going to say thank you, everybody who has decided to join us. Um, I see some new faces in the chat. I'd like to uh, um, say go to YouTube, subscribe, um, comment, like, um, go to Patreon, subscribe, comment, like, um, reach out to uh, my boss, subscribe, comment, like. Please don't reach out to my boss. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it is uh, – listen, I, listen um, we know it's a Monday. Most people are out there with their families and, and, uh, uh, showing their appreciation for the importance that Juneteenth is. So I do appreciate that you are all able – to carve out some of your Juneteenth this year, 2023, to spend with Ron and I. Hopefully, we have entertained you. Hopefully, we have shown you um, things that you should not be having sex with, such as dogs and trees. trees. Um, I Young hope that children. we have absolutely. I hope we have showed you that um, uh, it is not the drag queens who are the problem, but it is Catholic priests. It is. Um, police, uh, police officers, o- police is, officers, uh, non-charity, in- uh, uh, non-profit oh, yes. uh, leaders. Yeah, all right. that. Um, so there are a lot of people that are the problems. Go after the criminals. Um, and otherwise, uh, Ron, I would just like to personally thank you for um, spending the time with me. All right. As always, it's been my pleasure as well. Thanks to all of you uh, that joined us this week. For our Patreon folks, we will see you in a few minutes. Everybody else, we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.